0: Thanks for joining us on the Failure to Freedom podcast. We will discuss topics of struggles in the workplace, relationships, finances, health, and personal life, the points in time where we've been at our lows, and the freedom to fail our way to success. We're all failing, steering our ship in the direction we think leads to land, going head on into every storm life throws our way. This will be a journey unlike any other. We welcome you to join us as we dive deep into the open water that is our freedom. Joined with me is Weston. And I know in the last few days it might have been raining for both of us, but I do have to say it's raining outside for me right now and uh, it sounds nice. So, how are you this morning?
1: I'm doing really well. Um, After having power cut off this morning due to some of the rain and the wind, we're back up and running and able to record. I've got no complaints, which brings me into today's topic for this podcast episode, which is the season of waiting. And when we have to wait, it means staying right where we are. We don't get to move forward onto something else. We don't get to be distracted by trivial things. We're stuck. Everything is on pause. And I know that I felt frustrated, behind, incapable, and even impatient. For me specifically, I feel like I've been nothing but patient. And so I will find times where I ask when. When will this season of waiting be over? When will I finally be able to reach the milestone, have that success, that level of freedom that I wanted? And as soon as I ask when, it doesn't matter how long I've been patient, in that moment, I'm impatient. And it's almost comical sometimes to take a step back and look at myself and say, I tripped. I I made a mistake. And so in my personal seasons of waiting, and I've had many, but right now I'm I'm currently in one because I know I've mentioned wanting to run a food truck. And even when I took time to prepare and make sure that the food truck that I have is debt free, that it's LNI certified, that it's up to code, and following all the guidelines that I need to do, I've still been put on pause. And in some ways, not by my own choosing. And that can be extremely frustrating because even though I remind myself that the timing's not right, that something else is in the works, that if I was to run the food truck right now with the state of the economy, with all the businesses closing, with all of the other challenges, even if I remind myself that those things can cause a business to fail and those things have caused businesses to fail, there's still part of me that's chomping at the bit, ready to go, wanting to just do it because I've held on to this, this idea and this passion for so long. And so to wait almost feels like giving up. And I've had many people reach out to me and say, well, are you doing this yet? And when I tell them, no, now it's not the right time, that's exactly how they respond. They're like, well, I hope you haven't given up. And well, that's disappointing or okay, sure, whatever. You know, those kinds of responses, they also take a blow. But I have to step back and say, well, my season of waiting is mine. It's not for anybody else. And. I really can't ask them to understand.
0: I know we're approaching winter as the season, but one thing that Jim Rohn, for example, talks about is we will always face winter. We will always face darkness. And what will you do when the spring comes? You know, you need to reap the spring because they only come a couple of times. By spring, he just means opportunities that you were planning for in your season of waiting. That kind of reminded me of that quote from him i feel like i'm also in a season of waiting currently but at the same time the season of waiting that i'm facing isn't stopping me from doing other things that i can progress on and so it doesn't mean that if you're in a season of waiting you should put everything on hold for me at least i think when i hit these points of waiting It does involve patience, which I'm trying to work and be better on. (laughs) I I can't say I've always been the best about that. But one thing that I'm trying to reprogram my mind to do now is say, okay, I'm waiting for this. What can I do over here to fill the gap while I'm waiting for this other thing? So it's almost like if you were cooking something in the oven and there's other things that can be done while waiting for the meal to be finished. And so, just kind of programming myself to think, yeah, I might be waiting over here, but there's definitely things over here that I could be working on in the meantime. And so, I think that invokes a level of productivity. And I think it also invokes a level of creativity to think, I'm waiting here. How can I distribute my talents, my abilities, my practices somewhere else so that while I'm waiting, it doesn't seem like it's as long. It doesn't seem like patience is running out, anything like that. How can I distribute that to where I feel more balanced? And you've heard Weston and I talk about this time and time again. Balance is very key. If you're faced yourself with this uh, season of waiting, maybe the the goal or the objective is to think, yeah, I need to put this on hold right now until it's ready for me to come back to. But what can I do in the meantime to move myself into a place of productivity elsewhere?
1: I like that you bring up not waiting for something to be finished in order to work on something else. Because oftentimes I've seen people who are meant to wait. It's a matter of indecision. So their season of waiting, as bad as it sounds, is self-inflicted. Because they've been given an opportunity to finish preparation on something. And they're kind of squandering it. But on the opposite end, I want to also stress how important it is to even find rest and recovery in your season of waiting. Sometimes we get so caught up in the rat race and if our mind is always uh, results oriented, if we are given time to rest and recover, it actually could increase levels of anxiety and kind of fidgeting because we don't know what to do with ourselves if we're not doing something. Perhaps your season of waiting is full of anticipation and not knowing when or even if something will happen. Check your desire. Maybe that needs to shift as well. Because even with the food truck, I used to have this idea of, no, I will totally work my fingers to the bone. I will break my back 80 hours a week doing this because that's what I love. But in the seasons of waiting that I've had for the food truck, I have been given time to re- prepare and be debt-free and take steps to really set myself up for success and create a foundation for success. But what I've also done is kind of changed my perspective and my approach to how I want to operate the food truck. It's turned from this is how I pay my bills to I just want to share my passion with people. I just want to enjoy being in the truck every single time that I am, whether it's for an hour and I make no money or whether it's for a 10 hour day and I catered a wedding or something like that. To be able to enjoy it regardless of the circumstance, that's my goal now. So in the season of waiting, I've also been able to kind of hone in on the purpose that I have. And I think that is crucial for anything that you do, because if you don't know Why you're doing something, it's very hard to continue doing something. So even in the season of waiting, it's been important to have that time to analyze and question your own motives. Whereas if you had been given everything you wanted when you wanted it, you might not know what to do with it and you might lose it.
0: I really like that. It sounds like you had a lot of self-reflection as well as reflection of your situation. And I'm sure it it came... With more than just a food truck, it could have been different situations, but it kind of made me think of something. I'm the type of person, and I don't know if you can relate to this, Weston, or anybody listening, but I enjoy doing a lot of things at once, and I'll explain what I mean by that. We're doing this podcast, I thoroughly enjoy talking about these issues, and I thoroughly enjoy discussing these things, but also I enjoy dabbling in things like graphic design, and creating music and even singing, like I mentioned in a previous episode. And so I always tell people I'm kind of like a jack of all trades. I don't master just one thing. I enjoy doing multiple things. So for me, the season of waiting I have found has been a bit easier to keep at bay just because if I'm waiting on one thing, I have all these other things that I'm trying to make progress on. The season of waiting for me doesn't feel like it's, it's much of a a problem or a, or a blow per se, or something that I'm putting on the back burner or something that I'm putting on hold. It's more of something where, okay, I've gotten as far as I could with this for now. And then I switch my focus on something else. But what I also wanted to stress with that, if you are that type of person that undergoes certain different projects or different interests, that could also be overwhelming as well, because you may never get to the point or the season of waiting that you're anticipating because you're doing so many different things that you're only making a little bit of progress on each thing. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. If that's what you enjoy, then that's fine. But what I am saying is the season awaiting, I feel, is also very positive because even if we don't think so in the moment, even if we don't agree with why it's happening or how it's happening or what time of your life it's happening, it also includes different parts of your life that you may not have explored otherwise if you weren't faced with that season of waiting kind of what you explained weston of you were ready to go 80 hours a week do whatever it takes for the food truck but then when you were faced with that season of waiting and then you had time to think about it your your mindset kind of shifted and your decision and the way you wanted to run the truck might have changed because of that season of waiting i'm not too sure i can't really speak for you that's just kind of what i thought about it and What I would say for me is with the season of waiting, it kind of reminds me of kind of building house, right? You start with a foundation. You need to do framework. And then when you're building up the walls and everything, you're going to need a plumber. You're going to need an electrician. And each of those things might come at different periods of the house build. So you might still be building the house and you're like, okay, well, we need an electrician now to get all that going. And so you're waiting on building the rest of the house Until you get this other step completed. And that's what I feel like for me. That in essence is kind of what I think about when I think season of waiting.
1: Especially when you consider your outlook and your plan and your purpose with things. Having to wait and revisit your why and your reasons for what you do. Often reveals more to you than if you were able to rush in and do things kind of carelessly and without thought. And with the food truck, even before I found what I considered to be the right truck, that's not to say that there aren't shinier, newer, better options out there. I could have sunk $150,000 into the truck of my dreams that was ready to go and it would have saddled me with debt. I could have done that. I could be operating Right now, I'll be honest, I might be miserable right now, and that's just because, especially this time of year in the winter, the food truck business is very slow, so I might even be looking at other income opportunities right now just because of the weather, but beyond that, I have seen so many businesses and so many food workers who are self-made, who did do things right. But because they're caught up in this circumstance, because they were brought into an issue, I have to be grateful that I was made to wait. Because I'm not going through some of the struggles and disappointments and failures that these people are going through. Now, I don't mean that to be a negative thing. It's a learning opportunity. It's an opportunity to be resilient. It's an opportunity to grow and be stronger and smarter. So these failures, these struggles, they're not inherently bad things. But I'm not naive enough to say that they're enjoyable in their own right because learning and growing might also mean just absolutely failing to the point of bankruptcy, to the point of losing your home, to the point of taking out max credit card loans and just destroying your financial situation. Really, at some point, you have to ask, was it worth it? And if it was, what did I learn from it? But if it wasn't, why did I even do it to begin with? And I think when you're given the opportunity to wait, it can be extremely frustrating because we have to wait. Even when we don't want to wait, you don't actually get a choice. And whether you wait or not, you don't get a choice in how long you wait. You don't even have the knowledge of when you won't have to wait. And I just try to phrase it in my mind as having a, a grace period of don't worry about it. The only thing that I have to do right now is either stay still and, and be patient. Or if there are things that I need to put my hands to use on and my mind to use on, I need to be doing that as well. If, if there's paperwork, if there's connections and networking that needs to be done, I need to be working on that instead of looking at the, the big picture, I really need to dial it into the details. and kind of get my stuff in order because before you know it your season of waiting is over and it's showtime and I think showtime makes the best out of people who are prepared and fools out of the people who squander their time
0: I actually really like what you just said about the, the showtime thing I I haven't really considered that perspective before what I was going to say is I'm a firm believer that Everything happens for a reason, and it may not be a reason that you agree with, and you may even see the reason that's given and say, well, I just don't understand. What I wanted to say also about the season of waiting is that also happens for a reason. And what I think a lot of people don't anticipate or don't think about, again, I don't know, I can't, I can't talk for other people, but this is just based on behavior that I've seen. The season of waiting can also be a time in which you prepare yourself to evolve and it could be yourself. It could be a business you're working on. It could be a job opportunity that you're trying to pursue. I think a lot of people want to be better and a lot of people want to get in places of life where they can have the things that they want. They can do the things that they want to do. They can be in meaningful relationships that they want to be in. And me personally, again, I can't speak for other people, but usually when I feel like something isn't working exactly how I think it should, and this could be just me overthinking things, but I just think, okay, is, is there something that I could be doing differently here? Is there some type of test that I can run, some type of demo that I could put out to see if I get a different outcome? And I don't mean doing the same thing in a different way. I mean, doing something different to see what the outcome will be. And even if someone is successful, even if someone is growing, even if someone is getting to the place of financial freedom or being able to do the things that they want to do, I got to think that those people too are also thinking, well, times are changing. Things are evolving. I need to try and change with the times as well and evolve. And so in their season of waiting, they may think, what are other people doing That are making them more successful than me. And I think that's really healthy. I think it's really good to admit when someone is doing something better than you. And instead of looking at it in a negative way, like, oh, I I don't understand. I should be just as successful as this person. Instead of thinking like that, why not just take a step back and say, how can I learn from this person? How can I take what they're doing and not copy it, but learn from it and involve it in what you're doing? And I I mean I think that's very positive. And I think not a lot of people think that way. And that might be why they're not getting the results that they want.
1: Modifying your approach is a wonderful strategy. And that's that's part of analyzing and reevaluating what matters to you. So I am glad you brought that up. I also want to stress the importance that the best job, the best house, the partner that you've been looking for. Um, anything that you have your sights set on, the best version of that does not form overnight. And it's not something that would be promoted on the as seen on TV midnight special or anything like that. So trust the process. Know that if you're waiting for something, that it won't evade you. That if it's meant for you and you want what's best for you, it's, it's in the making. But as it's in the making, that takes time. Like, it's not just something that I've got. I don't know if I want to make a good meal. It's not necessarily something that I already have everything in my kitchen for, especially if I'm trying something new, especially if I'm trying something exciting. I don't have access to everything that I could possibly need. So that means I may have to wait some time. But trust the process. Keep moving forward. Acknowledge what works and what doesn't. Modify if you need to. Don't be afraid to change your mind. So many times, I've seen close friends, relatives, coworkers, strangers get so caught up in the idea that they think they've already made a decision and they have to stick by that decision. That's just simply not true. I've seen people who stayed married who probably shouldn't have stayed married, but because they made the decision and they were told that they had to keep their vows or whatever it was. That might be true in a healthy relationship, but in an unhealthy relationship that refuses to acknowledge some of the dysfunction and try to fix it and make an effort, you're not keeping your vows any more than somebody who divorced. In fact, if anything, you are exacerbating some of the problems that were already there. So I always say question what you're doing, question why you're doing it, but refrain from asking why you have to wait because that will drive you insane no answer that you can come up with and conjure for yourself will ever be enough to satisfy the initial question that you had because i can give you a simple answer of why you're waiting and it's because you're not ready but if you don't want to accept that if you're like no i've done all my preparation i've i've worked my my tail off trying to get things in order what am i doing wrong Well, that's the question that you wanted to ask, and it's not necessarily that you're doing anything wrong other than you're you're not staying still. And that's where it's such a complex measure for a number of people, because maybe the issue is you're not prepared, but maybe the issue is you haven't learned to relax and enjoy the time that's being given to you. We talk about failure to freedom on here. Freedom is a level of success, but it's also the ability to use your time as you wish, and if you're meant to wait, but you only do it in one way, if you can't sit still, if that's your, your mode of operation, that could be an issue. And at the same time, if you're given time to wait and all you do is play video games and browse YouTube and do nothing with the extra time that you've been given, perhaps you aren't capable of the level of success at this point in time. So in those moments where you are given a chance to criticize yourself constructively, I, I think you should do so. Say, like, all right, even when I am given free time, I'm always busy. Tonight, I'm I'm taking the night in. I'm really going to enjoy myself and be social. Or even if it's time completely to myself, maybe I'll pick up a book and really just pay attention to me. But perhaps On the other end of that, if all you do every given day is breathe air and exist, in that season of waiting, you're given a chance to to really see what you're capable of. And I think it's really kind of diagnosing your own situation and figuring out what do I need to do more of and be honest with yourself, because if it's more preparation, then get to work. But if it's to dial it back down and really find your balance and your relaxation and your rest orchestrate that as well
0: one thing that i wanted to touch on just based on what you just said towards the beginning of that was you you brought up if you want to cook you might not have everything that you have in the kitchen to make that meal what i also wanted to kind of touch on that with is it kind of brought up an example of even if you formulate the perfect meal based on a recipe that you've seen heard watched a video on anywhere you might use that recipe multiple times over and over and over because you like it so much. But I got to think eventually if you genuinely enjoy that meal, if you genuinely enjoy cooking, something's going to happen. And this is what I went into about like making a modification and changing. You might look at that recipe and say, well, what, what if I add this ingredient? I wonder what it'll taste like. What, what if I do this seasoning instead? Maybe that'll make it taste better. And so you start to experiment, you start to modify, you start to evolve that meal that you were preparing, and you might even make it something of your own. You're not necessarily stealing the idea from the recipe that you watched the video on or learned from, but you're taking something that you thought was good and you're just changing it to fit your own personal self or your own family or whatever the case may be. I got to say, artists do that all the time. Artists draw inspiration from other artists on a daily basis. Right now, there's an artist out there right now, as I'm talking, that just looked at a piece of art and drew inspiration to do something of their own capacity. And so, I think that also invokes creativity. It invokes more ideas. It invokes learning, growing as a person by just looking at what someone else did. And they may have done that in their season of waiting, or that might be a direct product from being patient in their season of waiting and being involved in the opportunities that they get, they produce this finished product. And Weston, you talked in a previous episode of, you know, some successes look like overnight successes, but you didn't actually see the process. I think the season of waiting also goes into that as well. You know, people don't always see that downtime that someone has or that period in which they have to wait, almost like they're sitting at a a red light. And so, one other thing that I wanted to bring up on that, on kind of, I guess I could say the opposite spectrum, is you you did mention also that people might squander their time. They may just go through life just existing. And when they're faced with these periods of waiting, these seasons of waiting, or even being able to reap the spring, like Jim Rohn says, uh, if they deny that, if they just let it pass on by, that only happens a couple of times. And so then they get put in positions in life where they're behind. They feel like everything is crashing down around them and they, I've seen it. They they look to blame other people. They look to blame organizations. They look to blame the society. And really, I, I don't think that they realize that when they were given this time, this chance, this opportunity to grow, evolve, change, do something, you know, if they just let that pass them by, that, that could be a contributing factor. And I'm not trying to be negative. Obviously, I don't know the situations people are in. But I would say if people did a little bit more observing and thinking and saw how these periods, these seasons of waiting could benefit them, it might put them further ahead. And I'm all about positivity. I'm all about growth. I'm all about personal development, self-development. But we do have to face the ugly truth that out there, there are some people that are just letting these opportunities pass them by. And I have to say from a third-party perspective, if I was given more opportunity to make growth, I would definitely take, take that and run with it because we don't know how many of those chances we will get. So, taking advantage of those is very important. So, I just wanted to stress that if you feel like you're in a season of waiting, if you feel like you're in a period where you have to stop and wait for the light to turn green, just try and think about that. Think, okay, where could I put myself to grow in other aspects of my life? So, just take something that might seem negative at the time and just turn it into a positive.
1: When you mentioned the green light and waiting for that, it brought up a bunch of memories for me where I was riding along with my mom in a vehicle and we'd be stuck at a red light for what seemed the longest time. And as soon as you get through, you notice a two car pileup or a really bad wreck. And they've even got like the body bags out or even if it's not, that serious the amount of property damage that's always involved in a bad wreck is a misfortune and my mom would always say I'm glad I waited at that light because that could have been me and you never know what is being redirected away from you when you're waiting just in the way that you don't know how great something is in store for you when you wait you know when you prepare things take time to generate and build and become what they're supposed to be. The, the raw product is not the end product. But also when you're waiting, you, you again, you don't know what you're avoiding. You don't know what misfortunes are not making their way to you. And if we did not have to wait, let me tell you, we wouldn't. If it was not a mandatory thing that everybody had to go through at some point in their life, None of us would do it and it would be a a very different world. But waiting does humble us because if we don't have to, it's extremely easy. It's almost the default to feed the ego. When everything goes as planned, when we planned, we're in control and that feels good. But that also kind of inflates us to a point of omnipotence. So when we have to wait, we find we have to find some other source of comfort than ourselves. And that can be eye-opening and challenging. And that may mean that you find a different belief source. That may mean you have to actually develop networking connections and meaningful friendships and think about what you're doing and who you do it with and where your time and your energy goes. Those things are part of being in the, in the limbo space of waiting. And that makes us better people, even if we don't realize it. And I challenge you to look at those things not as something as a setback or as a punishment, but as a way to make your life more fulfilling. Because it's in those moments of waiting and preparation and relaxation. That's where most of your life is. The, the accomplishments, the successes, the awards... They gather dust and nobody cares who won that award a month later. I promise you just in the same way of sports. Nobody cares who won last year's Super Bowl. It's all about this year's Super Bowl. Don't get so caught up in the idea of success and aspirations that you lose your purpose and your passion and your ability to have connections and a meaningful life in the process.
0: This has happened to me a couple times during our discussion today. <laughs> so I <laughs> I'm trying not to just keep coming up with examples, but it's hard not to because things that you're saying just keeps invoking this like almost lighting a match in, in my brain. So um when when you're talking about, you know, if people didn't have to wait, they wouldn't. It it kind of made me think of going to a buffet and all you can eat buffet. Rather than a restaurant where you had to wait for the waiter or waitress to take your order, bring your food, etc. I got to think that some people out there look at the pros and cons of both and they may prefer one over the other. They may be willing to wait if they feel maybe the quality of the food will be better. Maybe it's their specific mood at the time that they would rather go to a buffet and just help themselves get the things that they like to eat, try new things. So I, I think it's also kind of a mindset. But when I was thinking about that, I also thought humans inherently hate lines. You know, we go to theme parks, we have to wait in line to go down the down the slide, or we have to wait in line to get on the roller coaster. We have to wait in line at the DMV and we're looking at our watches like, man, this is gonna take all day. Like my whole day is wasted now because I have to sit here and wait for this, you know, thing to go forward. And then, you know, back in school, we would have to wait in line to get our lunch. You know, so I think we're faced at a young age with different lines that we have to wait for because it's just part of how this society works. You know, if, if someone's there before you, they, you know, they form a line and go before you. But what I also wanted to say is we may hate the lines when we're in them. We may hate that their our day might be wasted because, oh man, I have to be at the DMV all day. But I think what a lot of people don't consider is when they do have downtime, instead of hurrying for themselves to get to the points of being successful, rather than hurrying for themselves to get to the point of discovering new things about themselves, they may feel, oh, well, this is my time. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to maybe just lounge around. Maybe I'm not going to do anything at all. And and that kind of reminds me of those periods of time where you say that they're squandering their time because people are always in a hurry when it's things that they may not necessarily want to do. People are always in a hurry when they have to dedicate some of their time doing things that they wouldn't choose inherently on their own. But when it comes down to the time to where they have for themselves, they're also not choosing to get to the point of getting the things that they want and being successful. And again, I'm not saying that that is everyone. I have seen examples of that. But I, I just wanted to stress also that, you know, season of waiting could also apply to a negative aspect of, well, you're just, you're, you're in a season of waiting with yourself. You're, you're waiting for success to just happen rather than taking action. And so, you know, kind of the opposite of needing to wait. For good things to happen, it's also like season of waiting where don't let time just pass you by. Just because it's a season of waiting, don't let the rest of the time that you have just slip away because you're never getting it back.
1: And we are made stronger as we wait. But wait, we must. Goes back to understanding if we did not have to wait, nobody would. Not a single person would. But like waiting in line in school, in the cafeteria. There's nothing else that you can do when you're waiting in that line. Your hands are tied uh, metaphorically, but that is your your one goal is to wait in that line. Stand there, move when you need to a few steps at a time and get through it. And as a result, even in something that small, we, we are made stronger. So we lose our impatience, but we gain faith. We lose anger, but we gain peace and we release control. And as a result, we don't get caught up in wasting our time that is valuable to us and just rushing through all the things that seem annoying and frustrating and a waste of our time. We rush through those things so that we can get back to (laughs) the true waste of our time, which is just being. And so I challenge you really to look at how your time is being spent in your season of waiting. Are you keeping yourself distracted by maintaining a constant state of busyness? Or are you not utilizing your time at all? And whichever one of those are, try to find some balance. Whether it's pull the dial back a little bit or crank it up a notch. Figure out what that is for you and apply it. we'd like to thank you for joining us today with this episode of the failure to freedom podcast.
0: Remember whether you're listening internationally or from the States, we deliver weekly episodes to our website and other streaming platforms, such as Spotify and Apple iTunes.
1: If you have ideas of topics you'd like us to discuss, sign up for our email newsletter on our website, bail And as always, it's been a pleasure.
0: Until next time, guys, again, we really appreciate you coming in, listening, hearing our discussion. Happy sailing.